Because of my passion for online entrepreneurship and in believing the impact we can make so we can all discover our purpose and do what we love, the Passion and Purpose podcast was born. I hope to share more inspiring adventures with you along with the people who have been there and done that. Welcome to the Passion and Purpose podcast, everyone, where, where we give you inspiring adventures. And today, we will be talking about more about your passion and your advocacy together with Miss Galicia Gordon. She's from Canada. And to tell everyone, I'm so proud today because Galicia is only 17 years old. And she is already the founder of Leading Learners. It's a global platform with a mission for supporting students through free and accessible resources. Leading Learners, um, if you don't know about it, it has reached students from all corners of the world, including students from Harvard, Columbia, McGill, Oxford, among several top tier institutes. With over 100,000 individual students impacted globally, Leading Learners has become the one-stop platform for free student resources. Over the course of one year, Galicia, Guys, remember, 17-year-old Galicia <laughs> has promoted over 4 million in scholarships and thousands of supportive tools to thousands of underprivileged students' visitors every month. She has been a direct assistance to students in accessible discrepancy between free and credible resources. Also, Galicia has landed her mark with a life-changing, unique organization for students, being the largest platform to offer completely free updated and accessible resources to people of all ages and backgrounds. In one of our supporters' words from the University of Bristol, Leading Learners is the most extensive and resourceful student platform. The, student, the organization is targeting the unheard stories of students with academic struggles and financial barriers. Free lessons, tutoring, and accessible resources are far too limited, making learning both financially and accessibly hardening, being able to impact thousands of educators, students, and parents each month with credible, easy, and accessible resources through leading learners has traced Galicia's spearheading impact on the global scale. Wow. Mm -hmm. I am very amazed and I am very proud to present to you Galicia Gordon, 17-year-old from Canada. Galicia, hi, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Did I miss anything? Maybe you can tell them more about yourself, um, how you started with this advocacy, and what are your plans in the future? Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is Galicia. I am 17 years old and I'm a senior high school student from Vancouver, Canada. And so I originally started leading learners for two reasons. First, um, growing up with a diverse background, I kind of had to learn many languages just to be able to communicate with my family. And so I wanted to ensure that other students didn't have to go through so many troubles trying to learn another language. And then also entering high school, I recognized that we were thrown at so much information and so many different things that we needed to do, but we didn't really have a way to navigate through all of that. And so I thought it would be nice to have a platform where students could go to find everything they could possibly need um, during their academic years completely free of charge. 
I would love that because as a homeschooling mom myself, I am really looking for free resources online. Although there are really, you know, paid resources. Um, I am using personally IXL.com and educators.com. But this is the first time that I, I, I heard about leading learners. So I will definitely look into that. So Kalisa, can you um, tell us how, um, I mean, besides uh, what you told us, I mean, what is it that specifically... Um, triggered you why 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 a platform why not why not a student organization um in school why why an online platform what what triggered you to do as something as big as this one mm -hmm. so um actually in grade 10 um is where students begin doing these career exploration courses so they're sort of expected to already know what they want to do completely after school and have their career already set and already determined but um, it was through like peer interactions and different student surveys that I really recognized that there was a real problem for students um, outside of their academic lives and actually building that bridge between their academics to the real world. And so I thought that Leading Learners would be a really great um, online community and online platform where students could go and visit and connect with their students to be able to find and navigate their way through their paths. Very nice. Um, who thought of the name Leading Learners? Was that you or was it somebody from your group? Yeah, it was me. And originally, like, I thought it was just a name that would be, like, uh, us leading learners, so us leading students. And now there's some um, different ways that people take it. Some people think that the students are now leaders. So it's, it's like a whole cute name. I really like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I honestly just thought it would be really great to find, like, a different way of talking like bringing students up and representing them as leaders as they could be very nice so who's helping you who's funding the website who's doing the contents i mean how um were you able to put all of those together yeah it was kind of like many things so um originally starting like i mentioned i was doing student surveys and so my friends and i would do these surveys across our schools and then across the community and um, with these surveys, we would come to counselors and educators and different teachers, both in high school and post-secondary, and we would ask them um, which kind of resources they use in their classrooms that they believed helped students the most. And so that's how we were able to originally find some resources. Um, and then um, my co-chair and I, uh, Karina, hi, she's probably listening, so hi, Karina. <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> uh, we... Um, then said around like January of last year that we should probably recruit a team. It would be really nice for us to, you know, have some more people on board because people from our school were already showing interest. And so we decided to um, recruit a team um, just across Canada. And then originally um, our goal was only Canada, but we had expanded on the global scale when students had reached out to us asking how they could get involved and how they could potentially have a place um, within the organization. Wow. Um, I mean, how about the funding? Is anyone helping you out? Because it's not cheap, you know, to create a platform, like, like a simple website, much more like, you know, a learning platform as big as mm -hmm. this one. So how is the funding for you? Yeah, funding is all right. Right now, um, we do have like support from government officials and then educators and different kind of community boards. So we were able to support ourselves originally from community boards. And then we had built up to government funding and then of course banks do have a lot of opportunities when you are a youth run for a youth organization. 
Wow, that's so nice. Um, and then the team that are helping you out, are they all volunteer? They get an allowance? How does this work? Yeah, so right now, um, our team, we do have like our team across the global scale and some will be high school students, some are university students. But um, right now we are op operating on a volunteer basis for now. And everything is going smoothly. Just yeah. purely volunteer um, basis. Uh, wow, I'm amazed. How did you get them on board? How, did you promise them anything? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, you'll be good. You'll get, you know, you'll get um, academic scholarship when you go to college. I mean, not all 17-year-olds, high school students will do something voluntarily, let alone um, do the dishes or, you know, clean the house. <laughs> this is a very big project for, you know, high school students. So how did you get them to, how did you inspire them and get them to work? Mm -hmm. I think something that definitely helped was for incentive was having a strong mission statement. We really did hone in on our skills and our values um, as just it was myself and my two other friends. And so we thought that um, four of our pillars would be um, support, learning, experience, and um, just getting more support as we can for students. So we wanted to have like a student to student basis. So I think that really honing in on our values for applications and like when we had our recruitment drive really did help to gather in as many students as we could. Yes, that's right. To really strengthen one's mission statement and the vision, um, why you're doing what you're doing, um, will really get people to work with or without the money involved. So yeah. I like that. Um, I was just really amazed because you're all high school students. Um, how are your teachers uh, I mean, thinking about what you're doing? Are they giving you special, what do you call it, um, special consideration if you can't go to class or if you can't submit projects? Are they supporting you, giving you, you know, more resources? <laughs> yeah, so my teachers have really been supportive, honestly, throughout this um well, it's been a good whole year now of running the organization. And um, we do have meetings more on the monthly basis. So we'll do a meeting once a month and then every two or three months, we'll do like one-on-one -on -one check-ins with every member as possible, um, as much as we possibly can. But yeah, I think that teachers have really, really appreciated what we've done. And now that we have been receiving so many resources, we had actually opened up an entire new box where students and teachers and parents could come and suggest different resources they found helpful for students. Yes, and this is very timely because um, of what happened with the global pandemic. So mm -hmm. people doesn't have to go to the library. Mm -hmm. Now it's it's really um, amazing what the pandemic um, did to everyone. It's like um, we have people globally have something in common and they need to work together in order to you know not really beat um the pandemic for now if we can't um anytime soon but at least to find something productive that we can do and help each other survive and continue on living because we can't just live um inside the house i mean life has to go on we still have to eat we still have to work and studies needs to go on and i like what you did there because it has given more students um access to free, free education materials and resources and it will you know it's just a clear statement that students are here to learn and whatever happens these are the resources you don't have an excuse not to learn anything, right? So that's good as all of you. How how many are you, by the way, um, doing in you know managing the the website? Yeah. So right now, um, 
for our Canadian team, so like our board, we have 15 students specifically. But then on the global scale, um, because of our chapters program where students can start their own like leadership chapter, um, we do have a team of oh, just over 100 um, students in high school and post-secondary. <laughs> we have a similar group here in the Philippines. It's called FAPSCO, the Filipino Online Professionals Service Cooperative. But it's a... Um, team of professionals um, who are offering online services. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's not easy um, because in order to organize a team of 100, you need um, to, you need information campaign to thousands of people mm -hmm. because those thousands will not be interested to help on a voluntary basis. Mm -hmm. So you can really um, get a few people to volunteer and it's very good what you did there that you are doing, you, know, you have chapters each mm -hmm. country and I hope um, we, we can be, we can have, you know, another chapter here in the Philippines mm -hmm. to help the leading learners. I will help you personally on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but my um, exposure is in the homeschooling community, if that will help. So maybe there's something that I can contribute as well. So I'm um, going back. Is this I mean, what you do during your spare time? You don't play anymore. You don't, you know. <laughs> I mean, how is, is, how's your social life? How are you managing your time? Yeah, I always tell my friends, like, Google Calendar is my best friend. Um, <laughs> it always helps me to, like, just clear out as much space as I can to spend time with my friends and my family. And I really do um, find that that helps me a lot because um, I could spend, like, a lot of time working within the organization. But I think recently with like all these digital materials, being able to uh, block out time, even just for my personal self, and then also going out with friends. Of course, we love to get a good coffee and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I do definitely block out lots of time as much pos as much as possible to spend time with my support system by the time. Yeah, I'm curious, are you using a task management tool? Ooh, or just a Google yeah. Calendar? <laughs> yes, actually, there is one that um, one of my closest friends that actually introduced me named Notion. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No, I'm not. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, Notion, I could explain to those who but Notion essentially like is a almost like the equivalent of leading learners in task management. Like it's a one-stop platform for like everything you could need to organize your time, like list out any information you might need and like have all your organization there for you. And like it tracks by hour, by like even minute, I think. And it's really, really mm -hmm. great. Is it a free or a paid tool? Yeah, it's completely free to students. Yeah. Notion. Okay. I'll <laughs> look into that. Um, what we're using, um, I, I've been using Trello um, for some time now and then click up, but never heard of Notion. I also know Asana. Um, what else? Uh, Slack. Mm -hmm. Notion is really something new. Notion. Notes, task. All right. I'll check that out. Definitely check that out. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So aside from that, um, you told me earlier that initially it's only two of you who started it. And then you recruited four of your, I mean, another, you, you recruited another two or you, you recruited another four? Uh, yeah. So first it was just two other people aside from me. And then after that, we had recruited specifically um, like 12 people in total in our Canadian so where are you holding your meetings? Does the school provide a place for you to meet or you just go out with, you know, you pick one houses? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's not just um, like my closest friends. So we do have meetings um, virtually. So like Zoom and Google Meets have definitely been close on our side for that, um, especially with the whole pandemic. It's been kind of challenging. But aside from that, we would we would go to community centers to host our meetings. Mm -hmm. um, and then what are your plans in college? Um, are you planning on continuing this uh, leading learners advocacy or you plan on, you know, getting more leaders from the high school um, community to at least take over? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So many people have been asking that recently too. Um, so as I am a senior in high school, I will be going into post-secondary for um, an honors program in political science. And I hope to work on like educational educational reform in my future. And I've definitely been able to recognize that through leading learners. And um, aside from that, I, I definitely see myself doing more of an entrepreneurial route aside from my work um, in post-secondary. I, I think that um, leading learners has definitely provided a good um, foundation for me to recognize that I do have like lots of creativity that I didn't really know about growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really good that you're doing, you're busy doing something that is really helping a lot of people, not just you. In fact, um, leading learners has already impacted many students and I'm sure educators and students alike. And this will inspire other students like you to also find their passion, find their advocacy and, you know, feel like they're doing something um, more meaningful in their lives, not just to, you know, graduate and study and work and you know, stuff yeah. like that. You're doing something more that, than mm -hmm. other people are doing. In fact, um, you're doing something more than older people are doing. So, I mean, um, how were you uh, growing up as a kid? How were you, you know, um, as a kid, were you a playful one? Were you always serious were you always this purposeful i mean i am curious at how your parents have brought you up and i would definitely recommend it to most or all parents out there so that they can also raise a child as you know um as industrious and as pur purposeful as you are that's so i thank you so very much first of all first of all um my parents have definitely been able to like put in on my confidence and they've always allowed me to go outside of my comfort zone whenever possible so like on the playground in school at like different different kind of classes they were always really supportive of my of my creativity and I think also my dad being an artist on the side has also definitely impacted my creativity so um I think if parents were actually listening I would suggest to really really allow your kid to go out and explore if, if they are curious to allow them to try different ways to do things, try different ways that they could find a solution to something. What do you do when you are not sure of what you're going to do or what you're going to decide on? If you're having a difficulty, where do you go? Immediately, I just experiment. Sometimes I will like look back at my steps, but I find that if I do look back too far, then I will like retrace and like overthink and maybe not even take the leap to actually try something new. So I think really just experiencing and try to experiment with different things that are available like in their community or online, like we've really found a lot of things online um, to just explore really. Very resourceful, very nice. And do you, you mentioned earlier you have a coach. A uh, coach right now? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, a coach right now, I do have a mentor that I um, do talk to personally. And then 
Also, I would say like my support systems um, vary between like my parents and my friends. Sometimes my friends more like, you know, friend to friend things. <laughs> and then parents were more like, you know, serious. I'm like, get to the, get to the, what we need to do. So I really think like, it's, it's honestly a good balance. Like what I have right now for a support system, like someone I can talk to professionally, someone I can talk to, like it's between me and my friends. And then my parents always there as a good foundation, I would say. Very nice. I, I don't want to ask, but I can't keep my mouth shut. I would have to ask, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, no. <laughs> no, Rochelle, I don't. I don't know. Because I was wondering, you will, you will not have, you know, you will not find time with him, if ever, that you have a boyfriend. <laughs> You're so busy. Oh, my gosh, yes. So Sorry, I have to ask. I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was tough. <laughs> And you have to take a sip of water. <laughs> um, how was your friends? Um, I mean, how are you with friends when you're talking, when you're going out? Can you separate leading learners to just, you know, um, talking girl stuff or friendly stuff? Or that is, that's, that's entirely it. Um, no, no, no. We definitely separate time. So, like, we do, oh. like, um, specific, like, we have like our different environments. So we'll, we'll say like, you know, if we're at the mall, if we're at like a coffee shop, we're not going to think about leaving one right now. Like, it's okay. We can talk about girl stuff, talk about maybe a little bit of things that are going on in our lives. Interesting. But um, yeah, we do keep our work separate. And I've really been able to see that like through time that we've been able to block out time specifically just for downtime. Very nice. So far, um, I'm sure that Leading Learners has opened doors of opportunities, not just for you, but also for the team. Um, can you tell us an example that Leading Learners has opened um, an opportunity for you and the rest of the team? Yeah. So, I mean, just for me personally, I've been able to do so many more speaking opportunities and been able to really work on educational reform. And specifically as a young student, like I feel like that's quite rare. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and then I remember um, two of our team members, actually, um, when they had joined on the board of leading learners, they had just felt so much more confident to join like other boards and actually take the leap for change. So I believe one had started like an entire new organization <laughs> and one had been able to take part in their student council, which I was really, really proud of. I was like, great job, guys. <laughs> and then from a, from a visitor, I remember one of our, one of our early stories um, was one student visitor she was looking for like an opportunity to get involved in the community. And so she was looking for something like within the STEM field and she was able to find like an opportunity to get involved in like a medical internship, which is really, really nice. And I was so happy to hear that, especially for a first time, like um, start off with the organization was really great. Yeah. And I'm thinking you, you must all be very adept with technology. I mean, to create a website like that, um, is the website customized or it's um, through WordPress? Did you have a theme? I mean, how did you do everything? Yeah, we, we actually just built it completely from scratch and we're hosting it on Amazon Web Services right now. Amazing. And it's just all of you, no adult supervision? No, no, <laughs> just, just us. Why so good? <laughs> I mean, um, I've been into um, digital skills training and I've been training adults, 
remember adults um for like um i started in the training industry in 2014 so it's about six years now um but i made it as a career since 2018 like you know really almost full-time like half of my time is dedicated into training and i know how hard it is to train people how to create a website how to do social media marketing how to even um, create emails to um, look for sponsors, how to meet people like this, you know, how to do yeah. Zoom. Mm -hmm. And did you just all learn that from school or you just learned that all by yourself? So curious here, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's totally okay. So um, really it's been like a whole conjumble of our, like, of our different passions and um, knowledge that we put together. And so especially for students, like, it's really rare to find this information from school specifically. We kind of had to learn independently. So I'm really, really proud, like looking back at our team, like from when we started to where we are now and like collaborating really cohesively with each other. So we would sometimes find people who are maybe more on the technical side and maybe not so technical. And we would try to put that together, you know, to design a really wonderful platform as best as we could. Wow. Um, I'm sure that you all should get a scholarship in college after this. <laughs> all of you <laughs> all right and let's go to the teachers are you all becoming teachers pet now <laughs> sorry for the other for the classmates that are not part of the team i have to ask <laughs> yeah I, i've seen some of our team members i'm, I'm like hmm I wonder where, why you're putting in that extra effort, but like, I see you, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I, def I definitely see that we're all like working quite hard. I wouldn't quite say teachers, maybe a few, I would say. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure that not even the teachers can think about creating and can really execute it that well, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe because I'm an educator myself and I know that it's not easy, mm -hmm. but if all of you are, are putting your your skills together and you have a common goal i know it's really doable mm -hmm. so it only means that there is no age i mean you cannot yeah. put an age bracket if you mm -hmm. really want to do something that you're really passionate about and that you are an ad, an advocate of um mm -hmm. aside from this can you still see yourself doing something else um when you're in college or you plan on still overseeing leading learners even if you're in college because i know that things will really definitely change because of the time that you need to spend if mm. you will be in college. So what are your plans? Yeah, so we're actually um, opening up more of an overseeing board. So like more of an advising board. And I definitely see myself, you know, maybe going back on there just to oversee the organization in general. But we will be recruiting an executive team like every every year, like on the yearly basis. And we actually will be recruiting um, this spring. So if anyone's interested, definitely keep on touch to our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very nice. Um, you know, we have this, what we call um, FAPSCO Academy. It's done every Tuesday. And we teach um, one technology per week, one, one tool per week or one skill per week. Um, if you want, this is a great platform for you to start recruiting from the Philippines. So maybe you and your team can also do that. Um, you know, you just teach one tool at a time, the, the exact same tools that you're using in creating leading learners, because I'm pretty sure that more students will be amazed at how mm -hmm. these kids, you know, instead of um, 
playing video games or watching YouTube all day or a soap opera or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> They're dedicating their time into something that right now most adults are doing. It's, mm -hmm. You can't find 17-year-olds um, doing technically it's work. You can really, you know, get paid. Uh, mm -hmm. How about sponsors? Does leading learners have sponsorships as well? Yeah, we, we do have sponsorships on the corporate level too as well. So um, some would be like maybe some tech technological uh, like sponsors. And I think that they've definitely helped us to stay connected, especially with the pandemic. And then of course, like in-kind donations have definitely come from um, corporate uh, donors and banks as well. I think they've definitely found that, you know, these youth-run organizations who are targeting you specifically are really inspiring to them. And I found that that helped us with sponsors to hone in on the the fact that we are you. That's very nice. Um, I came across this uh, website before. It's called the futurereadyasean.org. It's being funded by Bill Gates himself, uh, mm. the Microsoft. And the purpose is to teach kids from age four or zero, if they know how to type, <laughs> <laughs> up to 100 years old. So it's teaching them how to um, basically use the computer, up to programming, um, you know, social social media marketing, and everything you can find in the computer. Um, maybe you can also tap, you know, organizations such as that, because mm -hmm. um, they're really helping out, you know, um, students that really wanted to to help in the in the education industry. So mm -hmm. that is something they can also look into. That sounds great. Yeah. Tell me, Galicia, um, were there any conflicts when you were doing, you know, uh, when you were starting to build a website? Were there any conflicts um, that you encountered with the team or with anyone else? And how did you, um, you know, fix that? Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest conflicts, because we are youth and we are like high school students, yeah. specifically, um, we were having some troubles, like keeping a professional front and like, you know, trying to talk to these like counselors, educators, even some really important government officials. Yeah. So sometimes we felt like we had to like speak in a more mature voice or like you know, present ourselves really well and you know, <laughs> wear really fancy clothes. That was like me and my friends just like, wow, we really we really need to have a good front and we're trying to, you know, get sponsors or like trying to speak to educators, just like trying to have a one one on one meeting if we can. So I think that um something that has helped is really trying to hone in on our values and our skills. Um, to show these um, government officials, educators, counselors, everyone we could come across that um, high school students can be taken seriously. And like you mentioned, like there isn't really an age bracket when you are trying to make change. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, um, I've seen many students who are doing something special such as you are. But what you have here is really amazing, especially when you mentioned that you are starting to build chapters for a country. How many countries so far do you have chapters? Yeah, so some of our more, most prominent are like Canada and the US, so we're, we're kind of located. And then um, recently we had opened chapters in Mexico and India, which was really cool to see. Yeah, and so right now, I don't have the exact number of chapters on my mind, but I do not know that we have just over a thousand students who are engaged in chapters right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Um, what's the youngest um, age of a team member? Um, right now, our youngest team member, I believe, was grade nine. So students who are just entering high school. Grade nine, seven, eight, nine. So that is 13 years old? 
Yeah, 13, 14, right? Yeah. 13, 14. Oh, what are they doing? Those great guys. <laughs> Some people are so ambitious that they just really needed that first week to, you know, build that confidence. It was really amazing to see. I mean, what are you giving them? What kind of task are you giving them? Are you giving to those grade nines? <laughs> we won't give them too much. So sometimes we, we might just hire them like as an ambassador. So sometimes oh. they might just um, try to promote leading learners in like their schools or like their communities and see how we could get like, um, I guess, promotion through word of mouth. Yeah. I like that. You have to give work to my daughter here, back here. <laughs> that is something that you need to work on. Please. <laughs> All right. Um, right now, um, you mentioned that you were able to um, give at least, not give or um, help, you know, give about $4 million in scholarships. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. it's, it's two kind of things. So, we had um, organizational and university support. So they would come um, and speak to us and say that they have this scholarship opening um, available and that they do want to recruit some more students, as, as many students as they possibly could to apply for the scholarship. And so they would come to us and we would promote their scholarship on our website. And then aside from that, um, students and like our educators and counselors who would advise for us would come and recommend different ones for us. Yeah. Very nice, very amazing. Right. I'm really amazed. Like, I'm still like, ah, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you're young and not all um, students as young as you are, are really into their advocacy. Um, was there ever a time that you get tired and like, oh, I don't want to work right now or I don't feel like, you know. I think sometimes I would actually get tired, like more of school. <laughs> so sometimes I would actually, yeah, sometimes I would actually say like, maybe let's, let's cut out an hour or so of schoolwork just so I can, you know, work on the organization a bit. That definitely happens sometimes. But I think because it's something that um, I was able to find like a passion in like from very, from a very young age that it was something that continues to, you know, inspire me to keep going. <laughs> I like it because it's really a proof that if you really love what you're doing, you don't get that tired doing it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, when, once you find that, you're willing to go out of your comfort zone. As you're, you told me earlier, you, you need to learn how to dress up and meet with, you know, prominent people, you know, people twice your age or even more than that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they don't get you seriously. But, um, they would like, What? I mean, why should I talk to you? I mean, what do you have for me like that? Um, what is the weirdest or the strangest thing that happened in a meeting, in a conversation that you were not expecting? I, was, I, I just want to um, picture you um, trying to dress up like adults. You, know, mm -hmm. you, you look, you know, very ladylike at 17. But, um, you know, coming from the point of view of an adult, I would still see you as a child. So how do they take you seriously or don't they? Yeah. The, oh, I think ooh, one of the weirdest experiences was early in last year of spring. Um, I was speaking to, I won't name their names specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that they were like the top executive position for like educational reform in my area. And so I was speaking to them and, 
um, they had spe specified that they did want to speak to me only. So I thought, you know, I would be have 12 students with me, like it would be okay. But it was just me and in the Zoom call. And I remember putting on a really nice blazer, putting on everything really, really nicely. And of course, I came there with like a really professional front, but they were really, really serious. And so like I had to tone down like all the happiness I had. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was quite funny, honestly. Yeah, to like just be as professional as I possibly could, just not mess up anything was really funny. <laughs> it's not easy to, you know, um, make yourself tone down and mm -hmm. not laugh and be serious. Yeah. Adults are not too serious. I am not serious. <laughs> yeah, I can see. <laughs> yeah, even my kids, we, we joke around, uh, you know, that's why, uh, because maybe uh, because my, my younger child is homeschooling, so I understand what it is like to, you know, study, and it's really boring sometimes, especially mm -hmm. students have different, what do you call it, um, they have different favorite subjects, so sometimes, you know, one student would like math, the others would hate it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really important that you find what you really love. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, what is your favorite subject? Favorite subject? I've always just loved writing. Um, so I would say like English and even just the languages in general. So like English, French, and Spanish I took. And yeah, I, I found that I was definitely be, been able to hone in on my skills for writing on those classes. Yeah, I think um, you can really use that. You're already using it right now with leading learners. Is there something else that you can think of that you can do after college, after leading learners? Of course, you will become, uh, what do you call it, consultants to the new batch of leading learners leaders. Mm -hmm. um, is there something else that you can think of? Or for now, you just wanted to grow the organization? Yeah, right now, I, I think I would be doing it like a dual kind of working right now. So, you know, part time working on the organization and then part time trying to work on what I could potentially do in the future. So if that is more of an entrepreneurial route, maybe working like educational form. So still kind of sticking with the theme of leading learners. And then if not, I was hoping to kind of work in that position of the government official. So working as a government official, um, maybe um, public policy, I would see myself possibly. Doing. Wow brilliant i can see that your parents will be very proud of you right now i'm sure they are very proud i'm proud of you i'm not even your mom <laughs> <laughs> my, mom is, my mom and my dad oh my goodness they definitely support me like as much as they possibly could i definitely support. they should spoil you <laughs> <laughs> mom i want a new ipad okay <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> we will buy tomorrow <laughs> All right. Well, um, this leading learners experience, you have you found your passion. You know, you have this passion for learning and you, you keep on saying about educational reform and then you found your purpose. You feel like um, this is what you were meant to do. And you you created, you built a community um, like of like-minded students who also wanted to do the same, who wanted to make a difference. Um, how did this experience shape you as a person mm -hmm. that's a good question um i would say right now like when i'm looking back at like all the times that i went out to go speak to different students do these different surveys like something out of my comfort zone um i, I really just been able to found what i what i did want to do like my passion and my purpose specifically um because i was doing these different kind of ways to get out there i think outreach and like experimenting in general has really helped me find my passion and my purpose and been able to hone in on those as much as possible. 
That's very nice. And in pursuing your passion and your purpose, what are the news, the things that you learned from it? You 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 mentioned that you were um, self studying the tools that you need in order to create this and that. So can you tell us a few things that you learned along the way? Yeah, so two things I always recommend to people trying to get their idea out there, get their passion out there. Um, one, I would say like do some market research and but like try to find a target audience, but don't spend too much time trying to um, spe specify exactly who you want to target and exactly where you want to go. Because I think that like, enjoying the process is something that definitely helped me a lot. So aside from, you know, finding that market um, and finding where you want to target, um, I would say to just take a leap as much as you possibly could. And I think that if you are concerned where you want to go, that it's always best to just experiment, experiment in different areas as much as you want. Yeah, good. Was there ever a time that you were so scared and you don't know what to do and you didn't do it or did you do it anyway, despite, you know, the, the fear that you're feeling? Yeah, I think honestly, recently, like my confidence has just really grown through the organization through my different experiences. So I think whenever I have something on my mind, I'll definitely just try it. And if I am kind of fearful of what I should be doing, then I will, of course, resort to my support systems and see where I should possibly go, given my experiences. Ha, I love that. <laughs> Very heartfelt, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine where will you be five or ten years from now because you're still 17 and I'm pretty sure that you will be able to do more because your heart is in it and um, you you are a natural born leader I can see that that leadership in you and the perseverance in order to do something that you really really believe in is there an advice that you can share to other students out there um or parents maybe on how they're going to raise their kids just so they can raise a child as good as you are and as purposeful as you are that's so kind um yeah so like i mentioned i think um like really conditioning students and this could go for parents and educators um, really conditioning students with that self-confidence and community building um, really, really helped. I think uh, for me, that's really what helps me because I had a good foundation from the start. So I would encourage that for parents, educators, and even peers who have, you know, fellow student members that they do want to push forward and really take that leap for change, which leads on to my like one big tip is just really to try and experiment and take that leap. If you have something on your mind to try it out and see where it takes you. Oh, that's very nice. Is there any um, other things that you wanted to promote that um, leading learners is maybe offering, like you know, the scholarships or what else if they wanted to become a member, a volunteer of leading learners? Yeah, so one of our biggest ways to get involved, we always recommend, are our leading learners chapters. So these, um, these chapters are available to be done within high schools, post-secondary institutions, or even communities, so you can base a chapter in your region. So students who might be in part-time education or maybe not enrolled in education at all, that they are able to still start these leadership-focused chapters. And we would definitely recommend it to anyone who's interested. Yes, yes. I'm just waiting because my 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 daughter here, she's only 10, so I have to wait for two, three more years. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely needs to help out <laughs> and she needs to start somewhere right and what better place to start it than leading learners 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess um we're wrapping things up. Thank you so much, Galicia, for gracing the show and for all the adventures that you shared with us. And I hope that you will continue to thrive in the organization and you as a person, because I know that you will really go places. <laughs> Where would that be? And that remains to be seen. I'll wait for you maybe five or ten years from now. Maybe I can guest you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Passion and Purpose Podcast. Once again, please watch us next Thursday for another inspiring adventure. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Passion and Purpose podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring adventures.